You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College of UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. Hi, I'm Gabriella Tam. I'm a fourth year accounting student. And welcome to Social Justice. Social Justice, a conversation. A conversation. Good evening, everyone. My name is Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Boyd School of Law here at UNLV and also at the Honors College. Welcome to the uh, second season of Social Justice, a conversation. And I'm very happy to have as my partner for this upcoming year, uh, Gabriella Tam. So you can tell us a little bit about yourself, Gabriella. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Gabriella Tam. I am a fourth-year honor college student at UNLV, and I'm very excited to do this program with Professor Stanton. Likewise. Uh, so what we what we try to do in this program is basically talk about some of the issues that are relevant to today's uh, society. Uh, it's a program that basically talks about things that in, in various ways affect everybody. Uh, so one of the, the, we wanted to start off our uh, uh, program this year uh, ha- talking a little bit about two movies that have been the sensational successes of the, of the movie industry, and, and that, of course, is Barbie and the Oppenheimer movie. So uh, maybe you could talk a little bit, uh, Gabriella, about the Barbie movie and how you, how you feel it affected you when you saw it. When I first saw it, I was I felt empowered, of course, as a as a woman. But as I went on, like I thought about it more, and I was like, oh, like maybe it would have been better if the Kens like had some of the same, like mm, they were in the same like position. So it was like like a mix. So that everything could be balanced and everyone has like equal chance and mm-hmm. everyone can share their different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's well put, you know, that what's interesting about the movie, of course, is the many varied reactions. Yeah. You know, that, that some people think the movie is exploitive of women. Mm-hmm. Other people think that it's empowering of women. Uh-huh. So I guess in a sense, um, the director succeeded because it sort of gave a wide, uh, broad range of interpretations that you can have when you see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very fine director, and she's mm-hmm. done a, a number of other things before this. Um, it's very hard, uh, uh, speaking as a man, but what also as a film critic, to find w- uh, to find films where women are actually not just treated as as the equals of men, but that their quest, their dream, whatever it is, is given validity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we I think we still have a long way to go in that area. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is changing. I think Hollywood and 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 uh, particularly uh, uh, the movies, we're seeing a lot more uh, women who are directors, uh, and not just directors, producers and mm-hmm. writers. And, and as that continues, as our society continues to. Um, you know, accept the validity of women's stories, we will we will have much more equality than we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to eon days, uh, the roles of women were 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 minimal. Yeah, I mean, and not only the fact that they didn't have 
like executive powers, but the w- women were typecast into two or three different kind of roles, mm-hmm. and, and, and that was it. Um, talk a little bit about the Oppenheimer movie, because it's a very, very um, deeply troubling movie yeah. um, about this man who basically was one of the fathers of, of the atomic age mm-hmm. and, and all the different things that he goes through um, trying to rationalize what he did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many thoughts that you get when you watch the movie. One, of course, is despite all his knowledge of science, uh-huh. I don't think they knew really the cataclysmic power yeah. of this thing. Uh, and I think it, it was something I think that he, he in, intentionally and initially wanted to create something that would prevent war. Mm-hmm. That it would be so horrible and so terrible in its destructive power that people would 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 walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But now in today's world with you know Kim Jong Un and all these people, that might not be so. Yeah, I saw actually that uh, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un were, were meeting to discuss like weapons and stuff, yeah. and I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds very frightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know the situation with the Ukraine, of course, is. Uh-huh. is uh, enormously troubling because the war has uh, evolved into basically a stalemate. Yeah. That the Russians have a certain amount of territory. The Ukrainians have gotten a certain amount of territory back. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like there's really a clear uh, impetus to victory for either side. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, well, what happens in a case where somebody like Putin decides, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the last option. And then if he does that, how does how does the West and the rest of the world respond? Yeah, you see, mm-hmm. I think I think that's what Oppenheimer realized was that once the, once these things get launched, there's no going back. Yeah, you you know the uh, uh, power of them. You know when they did the initial bomb on uh, bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, of mm-hmm. course. Now those particular weapons. There are thousands of times more powerful. Yeah, which so, so you scary. would you would irradiate basically whole yeah. states. Yeah, you know, and 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 have people uh, uh, suffer from all kinds of radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. You would you, you would toxify the water. You toxify the air. You mm-hmm. know, so 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 it's very uh, it's, it's very frightening. Yeah, I also wanted to talk a little bit about today about uh, President Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, because apparently um, there's going to be a, uh, a panel of the uh, House that's going to uh, begin an impeachment investigation of the president, and um, I have to—I just have to shake my head because um, there are many things you could probably say about Joe Biden that you know he—he—he's not you know the most you know uh, gung ho president probably he's—he's yeah. he's, he's in his 80s you know he's you know et cetera et cetera. But um, as far as corruption is concerned, he doesn't really fit the pattern. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, I was, like, surprised. I feel like like um, they're trying to impeach him because Trump was mm-hmm. impeached. So they're like, okay, we'll do it to you since yeah. you did it to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, even, but even, even accepting, even accepting the fact that, that, that he knew about what, the son was doing it, and I and I greatly doubt that because mm-hmm. the son, you know, had a drug problem. The son did a lot of things. I'm sure his father didn't know about. Yeah. But even accepting even accepting that, how can you compare what Joe Biden 
may have done to a man who's been basically, he's indicted in four different jurisdictions mm -hmm. for all these different crimes. Basically, um, you know, the retention of secret documents, uh -huh. uh, you know, trying to overturn the vote in Georgia, yeah. uh, fermenting an insurrection in Washington, D.C., paying off people in New York uh, who he had illicit affairs with and using a bag man like Michael Collins to deliver the money. I mean, it's crazy. Like the list just goes on and on yeah, and yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's shocking, too, to me, though, and I, and I, and I think about this all the time, um, he ran against Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And of course, Hillary Clinton, you know, is hated by is her, hated by the conservative movement. Yeah. But as far as like ability and, and intelligence and, and knowledge of, of the law and knowledge of foreign relations, Hillary Clinton is an outstanding uh, intellect. Yeah. I mean, when you hear her talk, I mean, she knows um, so much about all these different fields. Mm-hmm. And and when she ran against Trump, of course, she she had a couple of handicaps. Yeah. One handicap, of course, was that she was a woman. Mm. So there's a percentage of people in the country, unfortunately, who will never vote for a woman. You know, going maybe 50 years from now, they'll still feel the same way. Yeah. So that so that was one problem that she had. The other problem, of course, the other millstone she had was her husband. Yeah. And all the stuff that he was involved in. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, uh, you know, the man who was involved in uh, Huma Abedin's husband mm -hmm. was involved in stuff. You know, so those were all things that were uh, uh, negatives. Mm -hmm. But the thing that struck me was on, on the Friday, I guess it was in October of... of uh, 2016, when they came out with the 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 tape of the the, the, the ex president on the bus with this man, and he was talking about how he how he regarded women. Mm -hmm. How would you how would you vote for somebody like that? No, I know. Like I'll see like women and like women of color support Trump or support this man, and yeah. I'm like, how can you support him when he like? does not like us he has no respect yeah, for us yeah. what makes you think that he's going to fight for us in the end mm -hmm, you know yeah yeah sure sure and and then then of course he became the president and mm -hmm. we we need we need not go through all the yeah. <laughs> disastrous things that happened including the the response to covid and on and on but yeah. but what's what what strikes me is that when all those things happened when all these people died you know and all the calamities that happened how did all these people still vote for him, though? See, that's the thing that's troubling. Mm -hmm. That you know, you could, there were probably people who who honestly believed that he was going to make good change. Yeah, and, and and they they didn't know all the ramifications of all the stuff that he had done. Mm -hmm. But once you saw what happened during the four years he was the president, he got more votes the second time than he got the first <laughs> time. How could that be? I. Remember seeing somewhere where it was like, like is it the like economy that went up or like something went up and they were like, oh, because it happened during like Trump's like presidency. Mm. People were like, oh, he ended up doing good. Do you see this proof? But then I also like heard that it's because of all the like laws and stuff that Obama like put in beforehand mm. that took place during like trump's presidency mm -hmm. so but yeah. i yeah yeah it's 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 a puzzlement to me yeah i i think i'll put it i'll put it in this way i think there are people who still honestly believe in him 
Yeah. You know, and in other words, you can have all the evidence in the world. They're not going to, uh, they're just not going to accept the fact that he was involved in an insurrection or that. And, and you know, that's their right as Americans to believe it. Yep. But I think there are people who um, support him. They support him for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that he did was he freed a lot of people to, 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 to speak and act in a way that really was not American. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, we can, we can vilify women we can vilify people of color. We can mm-hmm. vilify people who are Asian. We can we can attack the LGBT community, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And that and that's really was not what the purpose of being the president or being a leader is. Mm-hmm. A leader is supposed to be a problem solver. A leader is supposed to be somebody who, you know, comes into office and tries to help all the people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he said stuff like about you know the. He didn't know that Puerto Rico was part of the United States. I mean, crazy <laughs> stuff, right? really crazy stuff. And and the people support him. And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, has to do ultimately with the color of a person's skin. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say that. Yeah, I, I'm not being original. And the Stuart Stevens, who's a uh, a major like uh, commentator on these issues, he he's been a, he was a Republican for many years. He mm-hmm. was very much involved. He said it's it's the skin. It's the skin. And, yeah, and and we still see it. You know, we still see it. Uh, the, the situation with the Chinese in uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. where all these uh, 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 people of Chinese uh, ethnicity were attacked yeah. uh, because uh, you know an eighty-five-year-old elderly woman she was responsible for COVID. I mean, all this crazy stuff. Though. Yeah, and you say to yourself, where where does that come from? Well, it comes from a long history. Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe I believe that uh, the sexism the anti-LGBT, mm-hmm. uh, the misogyny. It's multi-generational. Yeah. I think it comes from a place that was taught to them by their parents, mm-hmm. which was, who taught their grandparents, who yep. taught their great-grandparents, and it's passed on. Mm-hmm. And they don't question it. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the scary thing. Mm-hmm. See, a society, a society has to question what its values are. Yeah. You just don't go from day to day, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that that we're doing is mm-hmm. we go we go we, we go from day, we go from day to day, and we don't realize what we're doing. Yeah, you know. But I I see the country now is extraordinarily divided. Yeah, you know, like there's no like middle ground where people could get together and you know and talk. Mm-hmm. And I think the danger of that is that uh, we could turn into the kind of country that we see all these other countries turning into. If you look at China, if you look at Russia, if you look at Turkey, if you look at some of the Middle Eastern countries mm-hmm. where democracy sort of disappears. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know, I don't know uh, what the forces are in this country to, 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 to stop that, you know. But I think that I think it's going to be very interesting to see um, with the Republican Party particularly because they're, they have – Joined uh, hands with with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. If if these cases prove uh, uh, his guilt, or if these cases sh- uh, uh, come out with him being convicted, whether or not they will continue to run him, yeah, and that's that's like that's like the wild card in this. Mm-hmm. Whether we're gonna put to, we're gonna have a man run for president who's under conviction, yeah, you know, and it seems like he's the most popular candidate. So 
That's so sad. It's it, it so heartbreaking. No, it, it, it is sad. It is sad. It, it, it's it's a reflection on our country. Yeah. Basically, you know, and that with all the people that they could run, how how would you how would you run somebody who's been found guilty? Yeah. But but he's going to have it. He's going. The, the great thing about America is he's going to have his day in court. Mm-hmm. And he, and they're going to have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he's. Uh, He's guilty of these crimes. Mm-hmm. So uh, until then, he's given the presumption of innocence. Yep. You know, but uh, it, it's interesting, though. Uh, but we, we, the thing, to, the course that we are, are neglecting in our country is all the social problems that we have. Yeah. You know, uh, like in this city, of course, our homeless problem, mm-hmm. which has gotten measurably worse mm-hmm. in the last two or three years. Yeah. What do you see when you go out as a student and you, you observe? Like, I remember my, I think it was, like, my first semester here. I remember seeing, like, a homeless person walking into the library. I was just, like, watching them. I was like, oh, like, it's, it's like, so crazy how, like, he's not, like, being, like, taken care of, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, even, like, I know, like, here is bad, but, like, when I went to LA for my like internship mm. it I uh it was just, it was bad it yeah. was like everywhere yeah and I just felt so bad because like people would sh- like straight up like walk past them mm-hmm. but there were a few good people who would like go to a restaurant nearby and mm. like give them food and mm. like just like give them something to eat yeah but it was just like but some people I think like the heat just like maybe like drove them kind of crazy you know mm-hmm. like they were some people were like like or some homeless were yelling at people like pushing yeah. them around and yeah. just it's just scary yeah well there's a high there's a high rate of mental illness yeah among among these people who are homeless but what's interesting to me in in, in a city like we live in which is uh, a very affluent city Mm-hmm. Uh, where the, the 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 main industry, of course, is the casino industry, and and, and uh, probably as profitable, more profitable than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. That there should be more of a of a civic uh, movement to find housing for these people. Yeah, that, that's what I don't. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I was talking to my friend. Um, and she was saying, because, you know, they're building, like, an F1 track here, right? Yes, yes. They're putting all that money yeah, yeah. towards yeah, yeah. this, which I guess I understand it's, like, an investment, but so much of that money could uh, be going to the homeless yeah. and, like, also, like, these kids who are also homeless. Yeah. And it's just yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. why is the money going this way yeah. and not this way? Yeah, well, that, you, you, you. Uh, uh, segued onto a very good point about the young people in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of uh, teen suicide. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of teen mental illness. Uh, we have a lot of indifference toward the young here. Yeah. Uh, so many kids raise themselves basically here. Yeah. Uh, and we don't have the mental health programs, the counseling that we should have. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the problem now, of course, in the in the um, CSSD here in, in uh, Clark County is we don't have the teachers. Yeah. This is another major thing. There was a school here that like had to close or yeah. something because there were no teachers. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you say to yourself, well, 
Wow, that's really something. And you know, they changed they changed the uh, uh, requirements to teach, so you don't have to have like a college degree now. Really? To teach to teach in the Clark County school system, so you figure you know there'd probably be more teachers. But but the, then the other issue about the schools is the safety issue. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing mm-hmm. that they've had so many instances in the city mm-hmm. of you know inappropriate wrongful conduct uh-huh. and you know it's not like when you know when we were going to school um when i was going to school it was no i mean nobody had a gun i mean yeah you know, it, was, it was like you know i'm not saying that there wasn't things that went on in the school but it was a rarity mm-hmm. now you got people that come into the schools and uh um, they disrupt the schools. Mm-hmm. I think a lot. It's it's, it's really changed. I, I think the whole concept of education has changed. Yeah, you know where y- you would go to the school to learn, and like that was the priority. Mm-hmm. Now the priority may be socialization, who you can go out with, yeah, where the next party is. You know, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these kids. That they basically raise themselves. Yeah, their parents are you know around, but they're not really around. Uh, really <laughs> around, yeah. No, but it's it's interesting. I, I think social media has made an enormous change in, in 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 well in the society, but certainly growing up. Yeah, you know, um, you know, being I'm sort of a dinosaur creature, <laughs> but but you know, I can see it. You know, from my vantage point. Um, you see people, they're, they're on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like an obsession. Yeah, it is. I think it is an obsession, you yeah. Know? And you say to yourself, well, you know, the phone is a tool, mm-hmm. but the phone is not an end in itself. It's mm-hmm. a phone. Mm-hmm. And, and you have people who, um, they're on the phone eight, nine hours a day. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. How can you spend that much time on the phone? And I think, I think one of the things that social media has done, and I'm, and I'm talked about this before uh, it's it's a false intimacy that mm-hmm. it promotes mm-hmm. because you know the real intimacy is people talking with one another mm-hmm. meeting your friends meeting you know people you know mm-hmm. etc cetera, etc cetera. and people are texting and, and and all the rest of the stuff but you're not there's nothing really of yourself in a sense uh-huh. that when you have when you have a friendship with a person or a relationship with a person it's you and the other person, mm-hmm. but this is not that. It's a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that, or well, like with social media, there's just so there's so many more rules to a relationship now. Like you, like people can't be liking the opposite genders like picture because it's like it shows that you're interested in them, but you're also like dating someone. It's just, there's so many rules now because of social media when it comes to relationships. Yeah. And it's it's so crazy that you just can't be like two people, like just being together. Yeah, yeah. You know? (laughs) Well, that's, well, that's because, well, I think that the true intimacy that people hopefully would want is very hard to find today. Yeah. Because as you say, with with social media and then the whole idea of people who are influencers mm-hmm. and then you know like um people who have these i guess sites where they have 50,000 followers or 100,000 followers yeah. but if if you think about it you don't know these people yeah they put on a 
face for everyone yeah. to be like to get followers yeah. to chase fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 crazy though. It's crazy because you believe in a person that's its whole mystery to you. You don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. You know. But I think I think that I think the society has changed though too. Yeah. I think there's been big societal changes in mm-hmm. America. Uh, where I think a lot of the values, the, the 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 important values that we used to believe in, have sort of sort of faded away. You mm-hmm. know, um, love of country to a degree, mm-hmm. uh, love of love of a higher being, mm-hmm. love of uh, you know the institution of marriage. It was a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And it seems to have it seems to have gone away. I, I think a lot of that has to do uh, with a lot of the fact that religion, organized religion, has had so many scandals. Yeah, you know that's mm-hmm. you know when, when when you were in the class, you know, last semester we had a couple of programs on that, mm-hmm. and uh, I think a lot of people just got turned off. Yeah, um, you know, I know, like speaking from experience, like the school that I used to go to, it just, it's just like completely, not turned me off from religion, but it's just like, it it makes me feel a little bit of shame being like Christian, you know? Mm. Because like, there are people who like say they're a Christian, Mm. but they'll produce so much hate Mm. to like, to the people who aren't like them. And I'm like, this is not what, the Bible says at all. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Well, I, I think, I think uh, uh, to uh, support what you say, uh, I think uh, uh, organized religion has been hijacked yeah. by a lot of people for their own needs. Mm-hmm. And they, they presented something as being religious, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really religious at all. It was, it was something else, mm-hmm. you know. And then all the and all the the, the sex scandals they had, but yeah. t- particularly the Catholic Church. Yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, really uh, attacked the credibility of the church. Yeah, like you know, this is bad. But my friend will even make the joke like, if you ask her like a question that's like supposed to be yes, it's like, oh, does the Pope touch kids? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like that. Sh- that shouldn't be a joke, no, but it's, it's like no, it's 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 sad though. It it's, is sad. It's sad, because, it's sad that's a joke, but yeah. Well, what's sad too is that that uh, so many people who went into the into the the faith, who were priests or deacons, ministers, whatever they were, uh, they abandoned their calling. Mm-hmm. That you do you know that there are certain things that are wrong, particularly in a religious context. Then mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to be an example or a role model, mm-hmm. and then you turn out doing other things that are even a person who wasn't religious wouldn't do yeah you know and i think i think a lot of people uh uh, uh, got turned off by that and i think i think a a lack of faith in the institutions too Mm -hmm. a a lack of faith in the court system yeah um the revocation of roe v wade i think Uh it's a disastrous mistake Mm -hmm. you know basically telling women that they're second-class citizens yeah you know i think people are just they feel hopeless. Yeah, there's a hopelessness, but 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 I would say the hope, the hope is in ourselves. Yeah. That you know, as I as I always I, I try to teach, 
religion is doing good for others. Mm -hmm. It's it, you can go to the church, you can go to shul, you can go to any of these places, which is fine, and and it's it's also good to pray, but ultimately it's helping other people, mm -hmm. and you have to you have to uh, um, look at life that way that you have opportunities to do good. Mm -hmm. So you get up in the morning and you, you, there are certain things that are going to present themselves to you as challenging. But if you can just maybe help one or two people, then that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you, you try to do that every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, go to, go to sleep with a, with, a, with a clear conscience, hopefully, mm -hmm. that you try to look out for other people, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been great to start off the uh, semester with you. And I hope that, uh, you know, uh, throughout the year we can hopefully, uh, you know, illuminate some of the issues that are uh, important, uh, not just to the people of our city, but also of our state mm -hmm. and also of our country. Yep. And um, it's, been a great, it's been a great pleasure to uh, rejoin you again and, you know. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was nice. I'm excited for the future. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's exactly the way it should be. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening and this evening and uh, hope you'll tune in to us uh, uh, down the rest of the semester and then into next year. Thank you so much and good night. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at TAMG1, that is T-A-M-G-1, at unlv.nevada.edu or to contact Professor Charles Stanton at charles.stanton at unlv.edu. See, See you, you next time. time.